everybody. It's your boy, Tommy D. That sounds like my theme song. I'd like to welcome you all just below the roof of my house, right above the second floor. Welcome to the attic. That's right. We're in the attic. I've been in the attic now for over a year. Uh, I, they let me out. They let me get some caffeine sometimes. They let me uh, you know, use the facilities, but then they send me right back up here to the attic. And every week, every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get a visitor here in the attic. And that visitor is a, either a founder, an executive director, a leader of a nonprofit organization. You know me, you know I'm the nonprofit sector connector, super passionate about this sector. Every single day, nonprofits make incredible impacts for our society. And without these organizations, there would be a lack of impact. And I'm here to amplify the message of these organizations. And I do that every Friday morning here on talkradio.nyc. You find us on the Facebook Live. I'm sure some of you folks will check in on Facebook later on. And I just want to amplify the message. I just want these organizations to come on here, tell their story, and then we can help them by making connections because I said I'm the nonprofit sector connected. So that's what's important to me. I feel these organizations are often underfunded. We know that unrecognized and overlooked. And my answer to that is philanthropy and focus, which just means we're going to focus P-H-O-C-U-S, focus on amplifying the message. So today... I have an incredible guest, and I'm super excited to have my friend Yolanda Rabano, Gross CEO of Options for Community Living here in the attic with me. So Yolanda, I'll wave at you. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, I'm going to read a little background, and then Yolanda will come off mute, and we'll dive into today's conversation. So here's the thing. Yolanda Rabano Gross has a 20-year track record history here in the nonprofit sector, which we're going to learn about today. She's got a master's in healthcare administration from Hofstra University here on Long Island, a master's in social work from Yeshiva University a bachelor's degree in social work from Marist College, home of the Red Foxes. I have some friends from Marist folks who hung out in Poughkeepsie a lot, my cousin Michael and my buddy Dan and a lot of the guys up there in, in, uh, in Marist. And then she holds a certificate in executive education in nonprofit leadership from the Fordham Center for Nonprofit Leadership. So super qualified to have a conversation around nonprofit, that's for sure. And really quickly, let me give you a little insight on the organization uh, that Yolanda represents and leads for that matter. Options for Community Living provides housing, support services, and care coordination for people recovering from mental illness and those living with HIV and AIDS and other chronic health conditions. Many of the people we serve, they say, were formerly homeless. Options is a private nonprofit agency operating on Long Island since 1982, and their goal is to help each program participant and their family find stabi- stability improved health and the tools to build the productive, self-sufficient lives that uh, as community members. And that's what it is. It's options for community living. And I've been doing some research and I think about those words and those words have meaning. So Yolanda, come on to the show, come off mute. Let me say good morning. Thank you. Before you say anything, I'd like to say two things. A new one. I'd like to say welcome to the show, but now I'm going to start saying welcome to the attic. Welcome, Yolanda. Good morning. Good, Good to see you. What's up? What's going on? Nothing much. Just um, another day at the office. Everything good, thank God. You do this every day at the office? You just meet with a guy with great hair and, and you talk about every day? Every day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. We we know each other for a bit now. And, and I, I texted you this morning. I said how excited I was because I watched some videos on your website. So um, yeah. I'll talk about those videos in a couple of minutes. But why don't you, how, I always like to find out where my guest got the the ambition, the, the drive, the calling to, to become part of the nonprofit sector. So can we start with that? Sure. It was absolutely by accident. Um, okay, let's I, do it. <laughs> I, um, I was a theater kid all through middle school and high school and college. I walked into Marist, going to be an English teacher, and I was going to direct shows and run a theater department. And uh, I had to take a a social service class because everybody needs a social service credit. Um, Intro to social work, fit Monday nights and left me Friday days off of school, which is always what you want as an undergrad. Absolutely. Uh, um, And that was it. Um, I fell in love. I had had an amazing teacher and and an amazing uh, mentor who put me on a path. I took a second class, um, called my mom the following semester and said, I'm changing my major, I'm going to be a social worker. And, you know, that generation, she went social worker, you're not going to make any money, you're not going to have a life. A teacher, she could wrap her arms around, that was okay, that made sense. Sure. So, nope, it's it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Um, went right from um, 
undergrad to graduate school, fell into hospital social work, loved it, um, wanted to get move on to administration, um, looked all over. I ended up at UCP uh, of New York State with a, an amazing mentor, Joanne Maviglia, who's still out there and always supportive of me, um, who gave me I don't know, the opportunity to run three of her clinics for individuals with developmental disabilities. And I absolutely fell in love. Um, you can't be in disability services and be lukewarm. Mm -hmm. You're either all in or all out. And from the minute I walked in the door at UCP, I was all in. And that seems like a lifetime ago. I think it was 1998. Um, and here we are. What was it for you, though? And, and, and I... I before I even ask that question, you know, the, the IDD space, intellectually and developmentally uh, disabled for folks that aren't keyed in on that, uh, and, and the mental health space are, are two places where I feel very passionate about. As much as I am focused and passionate about nonprofit, if I have to really break it down, it's IDD and mental health. And there's a lot of reasons, and maybe we'll get into some of that today. But what was the, um, like, do you take that first class at Marist, and, and what drew you in? I grew up very lucky. You know, my, my life was spent um, in, a, in a beautiful home, in a beautiful area. You know, I grew up between Hewlett and Merrick out here on Long Island. Um, I had a lot of resources, a supportive family, a wealth of friends. Um, when I took that intro to social work class, it opened up a, a world to me that, you know, I, I guess I was lucky enough, but unlucky enough. Mm -hmm. Not to know that it didn't exist in my world. Um, and Poughkeepsie is an interesting neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, it has beautiful, beautiful areas. And then it has the other side of Poughkeepsie, um, where I was assigned to work with the Salvation Army. Um, and I saw a very different world. Um, the idea that, you know, no one, no one wants to not have support. No one wants to struggle. No one chooses to struggle. So the idea that I could be a part, not only of the day-to-day the -day helping, um, but of, of shoring up the infrastructure, um, the day-to-day -day help is fantastic and we can't live without it, but we need to move on and teach people then, or help people that might not have been taught how to help themselves when we're not here. The best part of my days is when there's a client that, that doesn't doesn't need us anymore. You know, that's the best success. I, I'll, I'll now reference this. Thank you, by the way. I'll, I'll now reference this video because on this video you say, and this is a video on your website uh, for the Options for Community Living website, which let me just tell you exactly what that is, optionscl.org, optionscl.org. And in this video, which it was a short video, maybe it was three minutes, uh, but there was so much there. There's so much substance. So kudos to whoever did that work on that for you. Um, you say on that video, we foster, our core values of our mission are to foster independence in individuals, to allow them to make choices to achieve their maximum level of independence. So that to me was it really resonated with me this morning. I, I texted you before I watched it like five times. And it was like, because we all need support. I don't know if you know my friend, Dr. Larry Grubler, but he came on one of our earlier episodes, TSINY. Love you, Dr. Grubler. Hello. Um, and we talked about support. And whether my opinion on it is whether somebody has mental health challenges, mental health issues or not, we all need some level of support. And in your case, and certainly in my case, you know, um, I had that support in, in a home environment. And my wife and I try to give that same support to our children, but not everybody gets that support in a family setting. And, and unfortunately it's worse than that. Not that they not just get support, but it's, it's, there's very challenging situations that people are, are brought up in, whether it be socioeconomic or, or maybe parents with substance abuse, whatever these, these types of things are. Now I'm going to get up on my soapbox. I, I can feel it already. It's, aren't we supposed to be doing this, Yolanda? Like, isn't this like, the, the, isn't this the stuff we're like supposed, like, having four children I, I get I sort of get up on this and I'm like that's the impact we're supposed to make we're supposed to find ways to help other people so I'll bring it back because I don't want it to be about me just cranky and, and getting mad at the world for not helping each other out but a couple of things that I took from what you said there too aside from the, the helping people 
garner their independence. You talked about the day-to-day -day efforts you had there in Poughkeepsie and then the, building the infrastructure because we can help and, and support something. But then if we walk away from it, it it'll fall down or, it'll, or as an individual, they may fall back into those challenges. So you saw all that as I'm assuming a 17, 18, 19 year old young woman. And you, and which to me is impactful because I, I certainly wasn't thinking about this when I was at that age. How does that take you to into this career? And then, you know, to uh, to the masters and your MSW, and then the healthcare admin uh, at, at masters. Like, where? Tell, take us on that journey, and then let's bring it to, to options too. Sure, um, I'm lucky. I was surrounded by amazing, amazing mentors. Um, the the whole this whole journey, I've been I've been surrounded. So, I left Marist. Um, looking for graduate school, where to go. Um, Dr. Callista was my advisor there, Margaret, and she suggested Yeshiva. She knew I was coming back to Long Island. I said, I'm an Italian kid. I'm going to go to Yeshiva <laughs> University. What am I going to do there? Um, but, you know, she talked about the quality of the school and the program, so we went for it. Um, that led me to, to Montefiore Hospital. Again, my mother said, the Bronx? You're going to go to the Bronx? Um, you know, and, and I did, and it was the most amazing step. I worked um, for their dialysis center, which again, I knew nothing about dialysis. Uh, happenstance, a lot of my journey has been luck. Yeah. Um, I applied for jobs all summer after graduation, and it was legal aid and uh, hot Montefiore that came neck and neck, and Montefiore offered me the job first, so there it was. That's how it goes. <laughs> You know, uh, another great mentor there, Jerry Vidal, said, you know, you got this kid, go back to school and, you know, try that. So that came to healthcare admin, which led me to UCP, mm -hmm. um, then to, to Beacon Therapy with Barbara Lear and Alyssa, Alyssa Thalen, who are amazing mentors still, though Barbara, I think, is golfing in Florida a lot now. Um, from Beacon over to... Uh, PSCH, which is now Well Life Network, and, and Alan Weinstock over there. From Well Life to FEGS, where Peg Moran said, you know, you got this. And from there to options, um, which was my first shot um, at being a CEO and at, as being not one of the team, but taking on the team. Mm -hmm. um, it was a big leap. We've grown a lot in the six and a half years I'm here. We've uh, a lot, new, a lot of new programs, a lot of new people to serve. We took on serving children, which is new for us. Um, and just as important, because as a parent, I know and you know mm -hmm. that if my child's not well taken care of, I'm not hearing anything else you have to say. No kidding. My child's yeah. my priority. So. No kidding. Yeah. So uh, what a journey. And the thing that stood out most in all of that great stuff, and I have to go back and listen to pick more of it up now, but later, but now is the mentoring piece. And that I want to talk to you about. I didn't have it in my notes. I wasn't planning on it, but you brought it up. You said meant that word. Somebody will take account probably seven or eight times in the last 10 minutes. So that is obviously critical to your success. And we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about how it's been, you know, how you've taken mentoring and brought it into your organization from a CEO's perspective, because I'm assuming something that's been that invaluable in your journey is something that you've now probably instituted in, inside your organization. So when we do that, we're, we're going to take a quick break, everybody. It's Tommy D, Philanthropy and Focus, Yolanda Urbano Gross, Options for Community Living, visiting us here in the attic. We're going to talk about mentoring. We're going to talk about programming. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the commercials and come right back. I'll see you in about 90 seconds. Yolanda, we'll be right back. Thanks. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. You would love that one. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Cut through all the static. Join your boy in the attic every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Philanthropy and Focus. That's my friend, Uncle Brendan Levy, my buddy. Brendan used to have a band called The Goods back in the 90s. And as older men, they now call themselves Damaged Goods. So I think that's a lot of fun. So I love having them here. And uh, was it musical theater you did? Do you want to sing the song when we come back from a break later on, Yolanda? I I can give you the lyrics. I can give the lyrics are very easy. It's, (laughs) ah, forget it. We'll do it another time. I'll get you. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love that song uh, and I love my buddy Brendan. So thanks, Brendan, for putting that together. Um, actually, when my friend, Sister Tisa Fitzgerald, was on the program a number of weeks back from Our Children, uh, she's so she's so witty and so fast. And she goes, no, Tommy, they're not damaged goods. They're treasured goods. And I said, you're right. They are. But damaged goods sounds funny, too. So so thanks, Brendan. Thanks for the show. Uh, thanks for the, for the uh, theme song and back to the show. Let's uh, let me just set it up. Yolanda is joining me from Options for Community Living. I just took a picture of the people checking in on Facebook. So I want to say hello to everybody checking in on Facebook, which is a bunch of folks from Options for Community Living. I saw uh, my buddy Steve Fry and Kenny Mohique is checking in and Jessica is checking in from Options. And then uh, the, thrift shore, the thrift shop is checking in. So the whole place is checking in. The thrift, the thrift shop is checking in. So hello, everybody. Thanks for watching us. Appreciate you guys. All right. Back to business. Options for Community Living, CEO here, Yolanda Romano-Gross. We're going to get right back into it. Let's talk about mentoring. Let's talk about how that was influential in your life because you mentioned, I didn't count them all, but probably a dozen mentors as as we were having that conversation. Why is that so important to you and what have you done with that in your organization? Um, I, I believe that if you have strong mentors, that those are the people that help form your path. And, and the people I mentioned absolutely... Uh, formed mine and I wouldn't be where I was if they didn't allow me to stand on their shoulders every step up this ladder Um, and I'm very grateful to them and I I hope to always pay it forward I mean I can tell you that Jerry Vidal who was my very first real boss and no longer with us uh, always said that he gave me the job because I wouldn't stop calling even though I knew nothing about social work and every time there's a kid sitting across from me, and I guess, you know, I shouldn't say kid, but a young adult sitting across from me, you know, with the ink still wet on their resume and no experience, I, I want to say, you know, he did that for me. So shouldn't I then be the one to do that for them? Um, here at Options, we do a lot of mentoring. We take a lot of students, BSW, MSW, mental health counselors, um, from all different schools. We have kids from Adelphi, Stony Brook, NYU, all over. Uh, we're very 
connected to the DPLN program, diversity program uh, at Stony Brook. A lot of those students are the first kids in their family to go to college. So to serve as a mentor to those kids is, is amazing. I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of that uh, almost every year. And every my team here has become a part of it. Um, what else? Hewlett High School, which is where my daughter graduated from, has an amazing program that I think more high schools should do. You're required to do some sort of mentoring program. It's 24 hours of mentoring. Um, they have to do it in order to graduate. I know they modified it a little bit this year because of COVID, but um, I had students come with me and follow me. And initially it's supposed to be a field you're interested in. My, my last year's student, Brian, um, knew me because he's a friend of my daughter and right. I think he kind of figured ah, this will be easy I'll follow Yolanda around for a few days and just fell in love with the field he's up at Quinnipiac studying uh, health sciences now and we're real proud of him um, yeah, I have a new student this year AJ uh, so it's interesting and it's exciting so the idea to be part of someone's path when people were so important to, to making my path it's, you know, it's paying it forward, it's giving it back. It's making that new generation of people who care and people who want to make a difference on Long Island. And Long Island is not an easy place to live. Mm -hmm. you know, it's expensive and, and I love it. I'm born and raised South Shore, Nassau County girl. Um, you know, so it, it's exciting and it's great and we need to support it. And we have a lot of issues out here. We have too many homeless people, too many people who are not housing secure. Um, and we all need to foster a team to be part of taking that down and making the change out here. When you talk Long Island and, you know, I, I grew up in Franklin Square, so not too far from where you grew up. Yeah. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about Long Island for me has always been that you can drive through Garden City and within literally one house, you're then in Hempstead. Mm -hmm. And for, for people that be, might be listening around the country or around the planet, because I'm, I'm ambitious and I'm hoping I have international listeners too, uh, that uh, what I'm basically talking about is, is the, the neighborhoods and towns in Long Island can be, you know, very wealthy and right, right up against um, uh, uh, communities with lower socioeconomic situations and challenges. And, and I think it's that sort of, maybe the word is um, just the, the, the density of our population. It's, it's that you have so you have you have that that you have the haves and you have the almost have nothings and it's it's very it's disheartening on an island where we have people so many have so much you know and I think it's important and that's one of the things I think that draws me um, you know to the nonprofit sector because I, I see the impact that's being made all the time so you mentioned that young man um, who, who came on as you know and where you know for that program for that uh, the program through the high school there you have probably changed the trajectory of, of him and many, many others and through these types of things, because when you get exposed to things and you see things that maybe you weren't aware of, or you didn't know about, even for yourself, leaving Hewlett to go up to Poughkeepsie, get involved with that, that course. And then the second course, and then, you know, with the, you said the Salvation Army in, in Poughkeepsie, game changing, like life changing, like didn't, you know, was going to be the English teacher and run the drama program at some high school here on Long Island, maybe, and not, and then didn't do that, you know, so totally what comes out of that for me and what really resonates is, um, and it's, it's funny that the organization is called Options, but keeping your options open as individuals. I mean, I, I couldn't have told you I was going to do this show three or four years ago, but I, it was something that came to me and I said, I'm going to do it because I think it'll make an impact. So there's so much life out there. There's so many different things we can do. Um, and, and that's what I'm hearing from you. So let's talk about programs. Let's, I, I was looking for a Lincoln quote because I know there was a link, an Abraham Lincoln quote and it was something you just said. So I want to see if I could find it really quick and then we'll talk about programs. Um, no, that's not the quote. There's something where he says, where he's standing on the shoulders of giants. Do you remember that quote? I'll find it during the break or something like that. But it was what you said, you know, it was, you are in this position now that affords you the opportunity to make an impact for others, but it's only because you were on, you know, impacted by so many others, which goes back to the support piece that I started talking about in the first segment, because we're supposed to be here to support each other. So how does, um, and I don't know if I brought this up yet, if you and I just talked about it before the show started, but housing is the foundation for recovery. 
Joshua Berman said that on that, that video now that I've referred to a couple of times, one of, one of your team members. Hello, Joshua, by the way, I'm Tommy. Um, what is, talk to me about the support and how it goes into programs. And, and let's, let's talk about some anecdotal things that have come out because um, I wanna hear what the impact is and how it's worked. I guess the, the primary place that we've started at Options is housing. And, you know, if you don't have a place to lay your head at night, you don't care about benefits or jobs or, you know, anything. You know, that's the most important thing. You know, we say housing is healthcare, hmm. and it is because that's the most basic need is to know that you have a place to go home every night lay your head down and be safe. Um, we have so many thousands of people on Long Island that are either homeless or inappropriately housed. Um, so, and inappropriately housed could be couch surfing, it could be in their car, it could be, you know, many things. Um, I guess that's the, the initial support. And then we layer on top of that, yeah, things like case management, care coordination, linking people to services so that they can manage independently. Um, there's that old expression, you know, you can something about giving a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, but teach him a fish and he'll yeah. eat forever. Yeah. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. It's about teaching someone uh, the most basic skills. So case management, care coordination, financial assistance programs for people, um, as soon as the moratorium uh, ends on evictions, we've been granted by both Nassau County and the town of Brookhaven pretty substantial um, grants that will be able to help people out in the community who are at risk of homelessness because of COVID. So people are behind on their rents or behind on their utilities, um, things like that. Um, so we'll be able to help them with that. We'll be able to pay back rent, forward rent, utilities to make sure that their status stays safe. So how let's this this seems like a perfect time for me to ask yeah. this. How does somebody who might be listening to this program who has the need or has clients with the need or family members with the need, how do they get in touch with you and what do they have to go through? What's the process? Okay. So if you're at that process, you're gonna call. 631-361-9020. Um, probably they can get to me directly at extension 1101. Hmm. They can come into me and then I can filter them depending on which program they're going into. Or... Let, let me let me stop you for a second. <laughs> CEO of the organization, everybody, still a social worker. Let that hit you. Okay. She didn't say you speak to this person who runs this department or that person. She said, call me and I'll help you. That, um, now I, I say I only cry once a month on the show and I'm going to try and avoid doing it right now, but I feel myself <laughs> welling up. That's who comes on this program, people who are making an impact. So they call you and they say, I need help. Right. And then and what happens? And then I will go through uh, the process of, you know, what is it they're looking for? What's their disability? What's the what's the service they're in need of? Because then I can filter them out to the right people, depending on where they can be served. And if I can't serve them at options or we can't serve them at options, we're a whole network on Long Island. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can send them to Beacon if they're a veteran, because, you know, that's Frank's specialty. Yep. And, you know, we, we work with each other and we're not all you know, the experts on everything, but I know who to pick up the phone. So if options can't help you and Yolanda can't help you, I can at least get you to the next person who can. That's the sector gang. Yeah, we're going to go to break in a second, but that's the nonprofit sector. And, you know, whatever you may have heard, if you, you don't know Long Island and you think everybody on Long Island goes out to the Hamptons and, and has, you know, parties and, and things like that, I will tell you that there's a segment of the population that can do that. And then there's the rest of us. So, uh, I'm taken, so we're going to take a quick break, but I'm taken by this again. And it's the collaboration piece that gets me because you mentioned Beacon and you mentioned Frank and you mentioned these things. That's what will happen. If you need help, there's people that can help. We're going to go to a quick break. Um, we'll be back. Theme song, the whole thing. Yolanda's with Tommy in the attic. We'll be right back, gang. Two minutes. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Listen, if you want to hear about impact, cut through all the static. Join me in the attic. Every Friday morning, 10 a.m., quick shout out, Jessica Schwab checking in on Facebook. Hey, Jessica, yes, I love the song too. I sing it sometimes. My kids sing it sometimes. So um, I like it. And if anybody else wants to join the show and sing with me, happy to have you come on the show and sing one day. Uh, Vera Isinger is telling me on on Facebook, and you probably write on, and I thought it was Abraham Lincoln, but I'm going to read this. He said, could this be the quote in a letter to Robert Hooke in 1675, Isaac Newton made his most famous statement. If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. So Vera, I think you're right. That is the, definitely the quote. I, if it was if it was Sir Isaac Newton, right on. Thanks for checking in. Uh, we appreciate you having uh, making an impact. That's what it's about. So thank you so much for being That's here. That's my girlfriend. Is it really? No yeah. kidding? My That's friend, cool. Vera. <laughs> so she's listening. Hey, Vera. Yes, she is. Hello. <laughs> How fun is this? The multimedia going on, man. I got like monitors all over the place trying to work the, the whole thing. So, so thanks for checking in, Vera. Thanks for uh, making me a bit smarter than I was a little min- a couple minutes ago, so I can know who said that. So, I want to go right back into it, everybody. If you just getting to the show, it, it's Tommy D in the attic, philanthropy and focus, and uh, my friend Yolanda Rabano Gross is here, and we've been talking about the impact that options for community living is making and uh, it's certainly making an impact on me in this conversation. I'm, I'm getting extra mushy today, guys. So um, Yolanda, what, what, talk to me about the collaboration. You know, somebody gets to two options, they need to the help and then you, you'll help them get out to if it is different organizations. But if it's not, talk to me about the internal collaboration as well. Like what, what you talked about case management. I know there's housing and, and you know, there's the, the thrift shop, which, you know, gives me reminiscence to, to TSINY with the bookstore on Bell Boulevard and Bayside, you know, which gets me to, you know, the whole vocational piece of things. And, and you know, so now you have a home, you have somewhere to live. Now, you, you know, a job is what then makes an impact for you. Yeah. So t- let's talk about some collaboration internally amongst the different programs and maybe some stories, some anecdotal stuff you want to share. Sure. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I was coming back from vacation and I got a call from one of my case managers, my care coordinators. Um, I was in the airport in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> and um, she's, the girl didn't realize that I was, <laughs> I was on vacation. 
and she hears overhead and she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, what's going on? Um, she had a, a client that she had at a, a children's program who was aging out. Mm-hmm. And as she was aging out, she was going to end up being homeless. Um, she said, can, can we take, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get a spot for her. Um, so her name is Joanna. And Joanna came into our supervised residence in Medford. Um, she went through the whole process. She went through the continuum. Um, she, she learned how to take care of herself. She got a driver's license. She bought a car. She went to, well, let me back up. She got the driver's license first. She went to trade school and has a a profession now, then was able to buy a car. Um, Now is fully employed. She's still connected with us through care coordination. Um, So we still have kind of hands on her, eyes on her. Somebody somebody sees her. She, She meets with her. Uh, staff person about once a month, but she lives independently. She works. And, you know, this young woman came out of a children's program, was going to be 21 with no support system whatsoever, but because, you know, one of my rock star care coordinators who knew her from that program picked up the phone to me and said, you know, could we jump the line with this girl? What can we do? You know, now three years later, She's got an independent life. And that doesn't mean she doesn't need support. She does. We all do. We all do. Uh, but she didn't have organic support. So then she had options support. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know. Yeah. Just just to jump in for a second. What we yeah. all do. I want to underscore that statement. Like, you know, if you go to my gripe about the fact that there's this stigma with mental health issues and look, it, my opinion is we all have mental health issues. That's my opinion. Listen, yeah. you, I, I'm not licensed, gang. You can hold me to whatever because I can't, you can't, I, it's my opinion. My opinion is we all have these challenges. I don't mean we have them every day. Yep. I certainly have my own health, mental health challenges. I'll, I'll put it out there for the world right now. We all have these challenges and we need support. And that's what it is. We At different times, at different levels, it, you know, at different points in our life, our, our lives, you know? So, and and you mentioned this 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 woman Joanna and and your team member. Now, what is the ripple effect? What is the ripple effect of your team member does this this call? You're coming back from the DR, the whole thing, right? But get, again, you don't hang up your phone. You say, of course, let's deal with this. Let's get this done now, right? Because that's 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 who worked in this industry. That's who worked in this sector. People who would never turn off and are always on to to support. But what's the ripple effect? What is what is this young woman now accomplishing in her life and how many more people is she going to impact where she may have not gotten this opportunity and, and not gone to trade school, et cetera, et cetera. So I see, I look at the world and shout out to the Long Island Railroad because they're, they like to visit sometimes during my meetings and shows. So hello, Long Island Railroad. But what is the ripple effect? Like, that's how I, I, I ask you that. Like, if you, if we don't support people, they go in a certain direction, which is probably not positive, Right. Look, no one, no one wants to be sick. No one wants to be emotionally sick, physically sick, sick. No one chooses that path. But it is what it is. And the stigma that's still attached to it in 2021 is mind-blowing to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, like I said, we all have our issues. We yeah. all need support. If we're not there to support people, exactly what you said, they go in one direction. What do I hope that Joanna does? I hope that Joanna knows, and I know her well enough to say this, that we helped her, and now she's going to turn around and help the next person. Right. That's really all there is. That's all there is to it. It puts people on a different path, and it puts people in the right direction. Or in a good direction. I don't know if it's right, but in a good direction. Well, I, I mean, I think it's I think it's better than than the alternative. You yeah. know, I, I mean, there are a lot of things that can pull us down into the wrong into the wrong direction and get involved, whether it be you know substance abuse or or other challenges and that may be out there. And and uh, it's organizations like yours that are that are taking people and putting them on. Yes, I would say the right path. You know, because all we want is a leg up, man. All everybody wants is a bit of help so they can they can accomplish and achieve what they're meant to do here, right? We served 2,400 people on Long Island last year. 
and you know hopefully the funding and the programs will continue so we can serve even more um, and that's adults children men women you know the whole the whole gamut um, that's amazing but it, it's a small piece of, of what's out here and what needs to be done how, do you know off the top of your head how big the need is like from whether it be homeless or, or just the mental health needs on long island i don't um yeah. i know the last i guess it's about two years ago we we had about four thousand homeless that we were able to identify mm -hmm. on the island um we work with the long island coalition for the homeless in amityville i have yeah. a satellite office there mm -hmm. they are amazing yeah. greta and mike that's greta wharton right yeah greta yeah. Wharton. Yeah. yeah they're amazing um you know we we work we have an office also in hempstead Mm -hmm. um, and the Hempstead Prevention Coalition has started over there under uh, Thurston O'Neill. Okay. And that is a team. He would be great to get, I'll on, get him on the show. show. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm already I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, I got to get the yeah. in because you said Hempstead. I'm like, I got to yeah. talk to Gene Kelly. I got to get Absolutely. her on the show. Right. But the Hempstead Prevention Coalition is a group of people. It, you know, it's us and it's the police department and it's the superintendent of the school district. And they really want to turn Hempster around and and take back the community for their kids and we're so proud to be a part of that. So there's a lot of good people out there doing yeah. good work. Yeah. And you know if that number is really it, if it's four thousand people, I and and if it's ten thousand people, I, I got to argue we we can fix that problem. That's like not like you and I might not be able to fix it alone together, but there's people plugging in, there's people listening. Um, you know, I I don't know who Georgia Cohen is. Do you know Georgia? I do. She's one of my directors. So she's saying, hey, she she's saying, yes, she got with So this is, so, what did what you say? He has the day off today. Yeah, but she's, this is a big deal to be on this show. Even if she's oh, got the day true. off. I mean, come on now. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> so Georgia, thanks for checking in. So appreciate you and appreciate the support. Um, and uh, it, it's also Allison Covino is checking in. Is that one of your folks too? This is cool, man. One of my directors. Dude, you're making me very popular today, Yolanda. This is so special. I'm I'm like, I thought I was kind of a big deal. Maybe I'm a real big deal now. That's very it. kidding. Very kidding, everybody. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I want to know about that coalition. So you said what the gentleman's name is Thurston? Thurston O'Neill. Thurston O'Neill. So Thurston O'Neill, it's Tommy D. If you're listening, reach <laughs> out. Let's connect. Love to have you on have you on the program. And and I believe um you know, that there is solutions to these problems and, and we just have to find them. When we come back, I can't believe how fast the show is going today. I really want to find out, my, my next question to you is going to be, if, if we weren't going to split for a break, was going to be, what does this organization need? So that's what I want you to ponder. So, so when we come back, Yolanda from Options for Community Living is here. She's the CEO, but she is still a social worker at heart and she'll be the, the first line of of connection for you if you need help, right? That's what you told me, so I'm putting Absolutely. it out there in the world. So, all right, we're going to take a quick two-minute break. It's your boy, Tommy D, coming at you from the attic as I am here every Friday morning. Well, I'm here all the time, but we do the show Friday mornings. I'll see you guys in a couple minutes. Thanks. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. I saw you singing. I saw you singing on that one. I saw it. I noticed it. I'm Tommy D. Welcome to my attic. Welcome to Philanthropy in Focus, where the focus is on amplifying the message for the nonprofit sector. And that's what we do here every week. And this week, the focus, I'm just making this stuff up as I go along, but the focus is on options for community living today. Yolanda, let's let's do like the speed round because this show does go fast, especially when you're hanging out with somebody fun like you, who's really telling a great story and, and bringing home a great message for my listeners. So I, I want to know how can people make an impact for your organization, which is making an impact? What do you need? Is it connections? Is it uh, is it board members? Is it donors? Is it collaborative partners? Probably all of these, but tell me tell me what's the need, and and we'll also talk about the future of the organization too. Um, uh, honestly, um, it would be, it's funding and donors, um, unrestricted funding in particular. Um, the government funding is tough and, you know, we're always fighting. We are always advocating and, and lobbying for the people in Washington and Albany to support us. And we're always out there plugging, but also donors, uh, people in the area that might want to become involved, uh, people that have an interest in mental health or HIV or homelessness. Um, you know, that's really what we need. We need to keep the, the lights on and the, the doors mm-hmm. open. We didn't shut down. I have, let me back up a little. There's uh, about 260 of us here at mm-hmm. Options in terms of staff. Not one day were we down during COVID. Wow. I was in this office every day. And my team, especially the team that's out in the certified residences, and you know, there are supervisors, there are assistant supervisors, but my direct care counselors were rock stars. They were in the thick of it. They got sick themselves. We had clients that got sick, and you know, these are residential settings, so they have to be there, mm-hmm. and they have to be there 24/7. Um, and they did it, and we we're through the other end of it. Um, so that support is, is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, I need support from government to understand that the wage of these people <laughs> needs to be fair and increased. Um, that's important. I always need board members, always looking for new board members. I have a spectacular board, but we could use a couple more. We just got a few new board members and that's great. Um, volunteers. Uh, donations to our, our thrift shop is at um, 392 Hawkins Avenue in, in Ronkonkoma. Uh, Linda runs it with a host of volunteers from the community and volunteers from our community, our, our clients. And I have to tell you, friendships are made that probably never would be made under any other circumstance. Um, Linda took a few days off. Our volunteers ran that whole shop without her. It's a, it's a business. Um, we, like I said, we take donations. They joke that I'm options West because I live in Woodmere, which is as far West as you can get in Nassau. Mm-hmm. And when people want to donate and they don't want to drive to Ronkonkoma, they just leave it on my front porch. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> or that's, outside that's, my garage. That's, that's pretty good game. Um, so, you know, th- there's a lot going on here. Um, so I would say, um, all of those things, but you know, funding is always the most important thing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's a business. We have a lot of people to support. And the more funding we have, the more people we can help. Thank you for that. And, and you know, you hosted us right before the pandemic. We, uh, my friend, Christine Deska. Hey, Christine, I don't think I've said hello to you on the show yet. Um, so, hey, Christine Deska, my partner in crime with the nonprofit executive leadership roundtables that we run on a monthly basis. And I was fortunate to, we, that boardroom you have, we were fortunate to use that boardroom for one of our meetings. Uh Actually, hey, Ken Serini, because Ken spoke about strategic alliances, you know, both from the how do organizations collaborate together, but how do organizations collaborate with with businesses, the corporate side of things and and find that um, the words I love is, as I said, strategic alliances. How do you find that where both parties are better off for connecting together? You know, um, I want to ask you this. If 
certainly I'm feeling a little, uh, what do they say, uh, cabin fever. You know, I'm feeling a little attic fever. And I just said <laughs> last week I had Robert Budd on the show and I said, Robert, I can't wait to uh, up free uh, family residences and essential enterprises to make sure I get it all in there. Um, Robert had, hey, what a cool conversation we had. And I said, I, I've never met you in person. I want to come out. I want to go on a tour. So I want to ask you the same thing. Uh, first, I know you'd love to have me there, you know. Oh, <laughs> and Robert but, is one of the coolest guys ever. Oh, who, me? <laughs> oh, sure. Well, whatever. I, I, come on, go on. What else do you have to say about how great I am? Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, listen, I will tell you this, and if you haven't figured it out, I am Tommy D's biggest fan. So that's, that's for sure. So, so you'll, you'll know that what, what did, like, if volunteers want to come by, like to visit, talk to me about that. What's appropriate. What's not appropriate. Um, we're, we're restricting, we're trying to keep the bubble around us. So our staff is working, but Mm -hmm. trying to keep, um, I don't know how to say trying to keep everybody safe. So yeah. we don't have people that just randomly stop by anymore. Right, anymore, um, yeah. Or not for right yeah, now. For now. Um, definitely not in the residences. Those are people's homes. But the thrift shop is absolutely open and happy to have people. And here, if you do want to volunteer or you want to find out more about that, then I would start with Denise Waterhouse. She's my director of development. So she is 631 three six one nine zero two zero extension one 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 nine and all things volunteer slash grants slash fundraising events which hopefully we will get on soon uh, again they all go through denise so if anybody has an idea we have done just so you know we have done um a lot of crazy events um and we hope to get back soon you know we've done everything from you know our big gala like everybody does and you know but we've done paint night um my girlfriend jean owns uh the north village tavern in rockville center so we did drag queen bingo there one day (laughs) Um, we should have started the show with that (laughs) i grew up my mother owned a bar my whole life it was called the purple frog in limbrook and now my cousin craig owns it it's called the shannon rose now guest bartender night so i did the guest bartender contest so we could raise money for options um we will do almost you know anything to get our name you, you, may, not, you may not notice about me yeah. but you know i was a bartender and, I didn't know it, that. It, and it probably wouldn't surprise you that, that either no but i my uncle joe hey uncle joe grass uh you know he had wow i'm shouting out the world today yeah. um so my <laughs> uncle owned the bar uh called halligan's in um in floral park Right. You talk about the Queens National Border, the end of yep. Long Island. That's certainly the end of Long Island. We were right okay. there. Actually, it's where my, my, my it's where I met my wife. It was at my uncle's place. Um, yep. There's um, we don't have that kind of time for stories like that right now. But uh, it, so maybe a guest bartender and I think guest bartender. Well, that'd be cool. I'd love yep. to get behind the stick. That was one of my favorite times when I was behind yeah. the stick, to be honest. Um, so I want to just say, you mentioned Denise. Denise was influential in uh, in getting you on the program with me today. Yeah. She actually, uh, it was one of the, it was a couple of months back or, you know, or, uh, this is only the 11th show, I believe it, 11th or 12th, the 11th show. And uh, Denise reached out to me and she's like, how do I get Yolanda on the show? And I was like, super excited. I was like, of course I want to get Yolanda on the show. You know, like a little bit of like, ego stuff i was like would she even want to be on my show you know how funny it all is right you know how we we have these ideas in our head so i'm thank you denise for doing that and thank you denise for uh you know for being involved with what we do at the roundtables uh you know over the last couple of years so I, we're going to bring the show to a, a close right now and which just means you have to come back because we have so much more to discuss next time so how does just give me the social media the you know who who to contact we did it up front we did it sure. earlier as well give me the numbers get let's do all that real quick sure so www.optionscl.org is our website. Um, phone number 631-361-9020. My extension is 1101. Give me a ring and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under options. Um, even the thrift shop has its own site. So you can see Linda posts stuff um, almost every day to talk about, you know, what's, what's come in the door. Uh, so really we're here, we're accessible. We are located here in Ronkonkoma. We have an office in Amityville um, and an office on Helen Keller way in Hempstead. So we're, we're spanned out over the island so we can get to as many people as we can. 
who we That's, are and where we are. And I am so happy that we, we made this work out and that you were here. Um, this was super exciting. So I'll just bring it to a close. Thank you for being here, Yolanda. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was Absolutely. great. So Absolutely. Much fun. And anytime you want to tell me how cool I am, I'm all for it. So just let me know. <laughs> Give me, text me, call me, let me know how great I am. I'm just joking a little bit, everybody. Listen, it's your boy, Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. Philanthropy and Focus, and Focus is P-H-O-C-U-S. So stay focused on the amplification of these nonprofits and what they're doing. If you want to reach out to me, it's Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com. And it's P-H-O-C-U-S because I grew up in like the 90s and P-H like fat, you know, like that kind of stuff, the whole deal. And also because I like alliteration and, and philanthropy starts with P-H, but you'll figure that all out if you stay tuned for other episodes. That's how you get me. On the Instagram, it's Tommy D.NYC. And I just want to ask you, um, stay tuned to the to the network for the rest of the shows today. My buddy, Stephen Fry, coming at you right after this show. He's probably got his sunglasses on. He's ready to roll. Always Friday. And then we have uh, Jeremiah Fox, the Entrepreneurial Web, followed by Joseph McElroy with Wise Content Creates Wealth. And that's the, uh, that is the block, the Friday block. So stay with us. You can always find me on the uh, podcast stations, TalkRadio.NYC, Facebook Live is what, how we do the show. And if I could be a resource in any way to the nonprofit sector, you know that's what I'm about. So just connect with me. Have an incredible day, everybody. See you soon. Thanks, Yolanda. Thank you. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.